The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What is happening? Welcome to episode 233 of your favorite podcast, the Gordai Podcast Teaser. I have Ross Flanagan on again, and we are dropping fire today. Fire. As always, I'm your host, Justin Mahaley, and that was Ross Flanagan. Episode 234, Bodybuilding and Entrepreneurship, brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Use code Mahaley at checkout to support your boy. As always, leave us a five-star rating review. Check us out on YouTube. Share us on your Instagram pages. Tag us everything you want. This one's good. I'll see you inside. All right, so I'm not here to like toot our own horns or anything. I do not know many bodybuilders as entrepreneurs who have accomplished what we've accomplished. So I'm proud of you for that. It's fucking cool. Thank you. How does it feel to know you changed the way that an entire industry that you love so much diets? Well, to be quite frank, that is my goal. That is my dream. <laughs> yeah. To change the way Americans view food. Yeah. No matter how many people sue me. Yeah. How many people hate me? Yeah. This country is fat. Do you get sued? Um, no, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but that is one of my goals. Um, it's funny. Uh, when Elena and I first connected, yeah. with my wife and business partner, we said that our one of our goals is to be sued by the yeah. FDA. I love By that. pharma. I love that. Because too many people are not using their drugs anymore. Absolutely. Um, but that was a side topic. Yeah. I want to say thank you. Yeah. Because- Anyone watching here that loves the Flavor Gang, you would not have the Flavor Gang if it was not for this man. And no one knows that. No one knows no that. No one knows that. He yeah. is the single, if you guys are not familiar with the butterfly effect, yeah. he is the single reason that the Flavor Gang is here in his multiple countries and we ship worldwide, nationwide, and everyone loves it. I will take credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just to give some context, I had posted on my story mm -hmm. about how we can ship our current sauces under the Gaines Bakery to Canada. Mm -hmm. And he just... <laughs> it's so easy to do, too. That's why I, I chuckle at it. <laughs> um, well, that's why we're. I was stupid. I know. <laughs> uh, and this man, Justin, I don't think I even like talked to you... We Rarely. had talked one time on Instagram before. Yeah. One time ever. So that just shows you the kind of personality Justin has. He's a, what we call in uh, Shredded Saints, um, yeah. Shiners. I am a Shiner. Um, and I like to consider myself one as yes, well. Yes, you are. So he messaged me, did not have to, and he said, hey, message my guy. Yeah. And I messaged him. Yeah. Set up a call, and we became partners, I think, the next day. Yeah. And it took a long two years. Mm-hmm. But we're in Canada now. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that powerful? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That dope? Yeah. Yep. So um, it's, it, you know what I respect about you is you know how many people I've said that to. Like they have an issue. I'm like, oh, we can fix that. And then, you know, they reach out and they realize that fixing issues costs money. They don't want that. And I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah. Of, what do you mean? Of course it costs money. I've been doing this for 10 years. Tony and Steven have been doing this for longer their entire lives, really, given their, their upbringing. I'm like, so you don't want to have all this experience. I have two seven figure companies. They have multiple themselves. 
you don't want us to help you configure how you can ship your stupid little product to Canada. Mm-hmm. Really? And guess where they're all at? In the exact same place they were. And Ross has blown up. And it's really cool to see, man. It really is. You're super innovative. You're, you, you, played, you play guitar. So you have a very creative outlet. I view bodybuilding as my creative outlet and like physiology and teaching and this podcast. These are my creative outlets. You have a lot of creativity. Oh, I've got so many things in, in, inside of you. When did this start? Dude, this started when I was a kid. Okay. So I actually used to make, um, this is all retrospect. Cause yeah. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing when I was a kid. Of course. I used to, <laughs> this is like really feminine. <laughs> I used to take my mother's shampoos yeah. and soaps and conditioners and make potions. Absolutely. Like making concoctions. That is the weirdest thing I've ever so heard. So weird. Yeah. And it would drive my mom insane. Uh, that was like around like four or five. Okay. And that led into sauces. Okay. So I'd go into the, the refrigerator and combine different shit. Of course. Um, and I was, I don't know why I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. Like how, what can I do here with this and make that? Understood. Yeah. And I actually made my first sauce when I was in sixth or seventh grade. Okay. I just combined mayo and barbecue sauce. Yeah. And my friends at the lunch table, mind blown. Yeah. That was the chicken nugget sauce. Yeah, yeah. And what's funny about that is about 10 years later in downtown Frederick, shout out to Frederick, Maryland, (laughs) went to a tapas restaurant called Isabel's, and we ordered their fried asparagus, and out comes a dipping sauce. Oh, no way. And I'm like, that looks familiar. There's there's only one yeah. sauce that yeah. has this shade of brown. Yeah. I dipped it and I said, what the fuck? Wow. This is the same shit I created. Obviously, they didn't steal it. This guy no, just yeah. had come up with it too. Yeah. And I was like, this is what I did. Yeah. I did this 10 years ago. Yeah. And uh, that's when I sort of knew that I loved creating things. And I had so many things in my brain. And just not to go off on a tangent, but as humans, we are born with the most insane tool, mm-hmm. our brain. Mm-hmm. We are capable of doing everything mm-hmm. and anything we want to do, mm-hmm. yet people don't do it. Mm-mm. Why? I don't know why. And I'll, I'll t- do two examples. Um, I'm able to create things. I have an idea. And I think really hard about this idea. And I just put it into action. I fuck up a million times. Mm-hmm. And I keep refining the process on big concepts. Mm-hmm. I have personal issues in my relationships, mm-hmm. in my personal life. And I'm... I got to a point this very recent mm-hmm. that I was tired of it. Mm-hmm. One of these things was like uh, the simplest example, leaving the cabinet doors open. That is a, that grinds my gears. Okay. It got to a point where I noticed what I was doing and it pissed me off. Mm-hmm. So once I realized that I was like, why can't I just do this? Oh, because I don't want to close it. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm tired of it and I want to close them. Mm-hmm. So they're always closed. Now mm-hmm. there's no more shoes on the ground. The kitchen is always clean. And I told Elena, because this is like a sore subject, and I was like, we can do whatever we want to do mm-hmm. if we want to do it. If we want to be better partners, better husband and wife, we can do it. If we want to open up a billion-dollar company, we can do it. If we want to have operations in Dubai, France, UK, we can do it if we want to. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to do what we want to do. Um, sorry to get off on a fucking tangent. No, I love this tangent. I actually want to stay on this sure. for a minute before we get back to how the salsas came about. I have a few theories. One focus. People have awful attention spans. Our cell phones cause that, but 
when this isn't a question for you, this is a rhetorical question for all of us. I feel like I have good control over it. I feel like you likely have good control over it. When's the last time you just went without a fucking dopamine spike for like a couple of days, right? It's like, that's why we're all always all over the place. Nike has some marketing research that suggests three seconds is someone's attention span right now. So you notice my new Instagram content. Mm-hmm. Every three seconds, something happens. Mm. Killing it. It's doing phenomenal, right? I just gave away a huge secret, but I don't really care. <laughs> Thank you. you can't, yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm here for everyone to use it. Try it if you want. Um, so I, I, people don't want to fail and then continue refining the process either. So when we have these two things, people are terrified of, well, is this a bad idea? What do you mean? Is it a bad idea? Every, it's a good idea. It, it, it's just a good idea. It. If you stick with it and see it through long enough, yep. it'll become a good idea. Um, so we have an attention span issue where people aren't able to step away from life and focus on this one item and go full hermit mode until it's perfected. And then we also have an issue of, oh, man, you know, I tried it three times and it didn't work like three fucking times. <laughs> The team Mahaley's been in business. Mahaley Fit has been in business about 10 years. Let me tell you, I failed. Um, well, I've worked with about 6,000 clients. So I failed uh, about 5,850 times yeah, or if so. You one, if you have 150 <laughs> yeah. roster. If I have 150 people now, yeah, I failed about 6,000 times. <laughs> so, but, but it's it, like, you don't want to continue refining that process and, and they don't want to be introspective enough to like look inside, like what am I doing wrong? And then extrospective enough to like look at the grand scheme of what they want to do and be like, what does this require? We live in a society that's been dummied down by two things. One education system. Um, if you disagree with this, that's okay. But if you disagree with it, there's nothing that could possibly change my mind. Not talking raw. So I'm about the listener. Our education system puts us in this tiny little box that we have to like follow this system. It's like a conveyor belt. And then you'll end up as this product at the end of the conveyor belt. And every single person that's at the end of the conveyor belt, I'd never want to be that product. It looks absolutely miserable to me. We're not even taught to how to use our brains. No, we're no, absolutely not. And then they talk about like, well, we only have access X amount of our brains. Like, dude, we're not using a fraction of that. So you don't need to worry about what we have access to. We need to worry about maximizing whatever is there. Um, There's a few things I do that I would love to chat on, uh, 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 like mental primers. And I'd love to hear what you do as well. So in the last podcast, talk about how I get up every morning. I do that exact same routine. Before noon, 9,000 steps, non-negotiable every single day. How much can possibly be accomplished between the time I wake to noon? Like, you can't get a text message from me in that time frame. I'm accomplishing. I'm doing shit. Every second is accounted for in that time span. I am actually getting rid of my TV in my house. I have one TV in my house in my living room. This dope-ass 76-inch TV is sick of shit. I'm getting rid of it. I'm not going to have any distractions at my house. On my computer, I have... There's no iPhone that transfers to my computer, okay. so I don't have like messages and stuff. My computer's my work vessel. My iPhone, I live in Do Not Disturb. So yep, I noticed that. Yeah, you cannot distract me from my work. Every second of the day, second, down to the second, is accounted for with what I do. I take uh, B-complex. I take Revive Brain, seven caps. Recommended dosage is five. I take seven every morning. I have a Skywalker laser-focused nootropic. Take it every morning. 
I'm sorry, I take that four mornings a week. On the days I don't take it, um, I have 400 milligrams of caffeine. On the days I do take it, I have 80 milligrams of caffeine. I take a uh, Thorn B complex morning and evening. But the biggest thing, there's no stress in my life. Zero stress. Why this matters, you said in the last podcast, when I go to sleep at night, there's nothing on my mind. Mm-hmm. I don't have any romantic issues. I don't have any friend issues. I don't have any employee issues. I don't have any issues anywhere in my life. You know what changed it? I have the most extreme communication of anyone I know. If you do something that makes me mad, even Ross, Ross and I, we're friends. I used to be a friend. I'd bring you over to the house, kick it with you, all that shit. We're not besties. We're not going to fucking go on a two-person vacation together. <laughs> if you do something that upsets me, you will know right away. Yep. Because my communication is extreme. Yeah. I don't want to waste time. Me. I'm not wasting time. More than that, I'm not wasting my brain. Yeah. Because when you have an issue with something that's not getting resolved, it's gonna sit. Oh, it's yeah. it's sitting there, and your brain cannot multitask. Nope. We talk about multitasking. Your not brain real. does one thing at one time, and that's and it's funny because like a computer only does one thing at one time too. Every your phone does one thing at one time. Your brain is so much faster switching back and forth between things even those items are but as one thing at a time when you have subconscious shit going on every few seconds is popping up and now we're going back to why we're not achieving things mm-hmm. you're not achieving things because you can't focus on the fucking sauce yep. that needs refined because you've got problems in your marriage mm-hmm. you've got problems with your mom with your best friend with whoever that you're not talking about and it's affecting your sleep it's affecting your wake it's affecting your yep. cardio it's affecting your training it's affecting Every single thing you're doing. The biggest component here, no stress. Get yeah, Eliminate are. every <laughs> element of stress from your life. I want to hear your thoughts. Oh, well, you are, you are hitting the nail on the head on the perfect time. Yeah. So I don't know if you follow my stories, but. I do. I, you're, you're, one, you're one of five people I literally actually follow on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, th- I, this past three Two months have been hard for me personally. Um, Without getting into so many details, I was not removing the stressors. And my wife, who's amazing, was trying to communicate with me Mm -hmm. and it wasn't comprehending Mm -hmm. for some reason. I was allowing stress in my life that I didn't need. And it's the stupidest thing. Yeah. And after talking with some people I look up to that are in similar positions, entrepreneurial positions, mm-hmm. they are doing what Elena was wanting me to do. Yeah. Simple example, company emails. For some reason, when someone doesn't like any anything, I take it extremely personal. Okay. So um, like customer issues, shipping issues, mm-hmm. complaints, um, Big stressor is printing the labels, mm-hmm. like purchasing the labels, organizing them. All this was like festering into every single part of my day because I'm always working. Mm-hmm. And I noticed this when I when it started affecting my training. So I'd walk back and forth in my in between sets, mm-hmm. log my shit, and I'd see my phone pop up, whether a wholesale account or an email, you know, an issue, and I would. My brain is your our brains are not able to multitask. So I'm trying to focus on my training, but I cannot drop this issue. And it bleeds into my training, my drive home, and then I sit in traffic, and then it fuck that traffic fucks me up even more because I'm not in a 
in a healthy state of mind. And that slowly trickles into every second of my day, into every single relationship. Mm -hmm. And it took me up until this past two weeks to say, you know what? You're so right. I make enough money. Mm -hmm. My job is to create. Mm -hmm. My job is not to allow these things that my creations have created. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be talking with customers on a complaint section. I don't need to be dealing with shipping labels. I don't need to be shipping with or dealing with shipping issues. None of that. So I was talking with Mark Lobliner and he was like, dude, I just create things. I, I know what I'm not good at and I let other people do it. My staff gets paid well enough to do these things. Yeah. So why the fuck am I like in, inviting this shit into yeah. my brain? Because yeah. it doesn't do anything. It, it limits everything that I'm good at. It's also micromanaging. Yeah. You're micromanaging your own product yep. that you've created. And the greatest downfall of successful entrepreneurs, in my opinion, is micromanagement. Um, and so you stepping away from that, how do you feel now? Dude, when I told Steven and Tony, I mm-hmm. said, I need to get removed from the Flavor Gang. I need my own email. And I need only things forwarded to me that are my responsibility. I swear to God, Justin, it was like a weight was lifted off my mm-hmm. instantly. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God. Thank God. And then now we are transitioning um, our production manager to start doing the labels. Yeah. Because that is a in, – in the and I was telling Elena, I'm not an angry person to my core, but I get, just get so triggered. Like when someone doesn't type their address out, mm-hmm. why does that make me angry? Yeah. Why? It was lazy. Yeah. It's lazy. But That it makes sh- me angry too. It shouldn't make me I, angry. I agree. I shouldn't allow it to make me angry because it's so stupid. You have a standard of processing. Yes. I have a standard of processing. For me, when I don't something ship, doesn't make right. Yeah. I don't ship products. I sell a service. For you, your your minimum acceptable standard of, of your system processing gets compromised much more often than mine does. Mine is by stupid questions. Because yes, there are stupid fucking questions. Yes. Could you have Googled this? Or do you need to ask your coach that's worked with for 10 years with 6,000 people with a ridiculous resume this? To me, that some of these questions, or have we covered this before? Oh, Or in your onboarding documents (laughs) that you're required to read? Three times. I have at the top, read through this three times. Make sure you don't miss it. Before you ask me any questions, refer to the welcome document. Absolutely. And then then we go from there. So you remove your – you delegate – these things, understanding the art of delegation is absolutely massive. But how are you handling your stress now? Is your stress way lower? You feel like your creative energy has now been more opened up. And what are you able to do with that? And can you give us a teaser on anything coming? Yes, to all of that. I can't wait. Um, right now, I am able to identify what is stressing me out, why it's stressing me out. And how I adjust to the stress. So, like, I'm with my buddy John Goob yesterday in the car. And this asshole, none of of the people in Texas know how to merge. Yeah. I am never going to change that. Okay? (laughs) They just go. Yeah, they just go. So this dude almost hit me. Yeah. And I raised my voice. And as soon as my voice got raised, I said, I just immediately dropped it down. Mm -hmm. And finished my sentence Mm -hmm. without going full Bill Burr on it worth it. it's not it's not it's worth not. the blood pressure it's not yep. worth the anxiety i have a rule you're in my home this is why i don't watch sports in my house either like with people you're in my home no yelling you don't raise your fucking voice yeah 
you're going to talk to me like this. Mm -hmm. And we're not, even if we're excited, even if we're happy about something, you're not going to slam anything. There's not going to be any loud noises in my home. My home is a sanctuary. If I want loud noises, I'll go eat at the kitchen across the street Mm -hmm. or I'll go listen to a homeless person scream on the side of the road on fourth. Like I don't, it's not coming to my home. And what I'm learning every single day now after self-realization is that these little tiny things all add up. Mm -hmm. So I could, I could get angry at an email Mm -hmm. every fucking day. Mm -hmm. Well, that person that's next to me feels that energy, sees that energy. And now there's an issue between us because she's absorbing this negative energy. Now Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to be with me Mm -hmm. because of these stupid emails. Remove the emails, Mm -hmm. remove the stressors. Let's go a few steps deeper in nature where we are obviously derived from. When something gets loud, when something gets big, why is that? Because it feels threatened. Defense mechanism. It's a defense mechanism. Are you really going to let these people who don't know how to merge, are you really going to let these people who don't type out their address, are you really going to let them allow you to get in your defense mechanism? That's 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 emotional weakness, isn't it? Yes. It's extremely weak. So I just spoke about this on my Instagram yesterday or two days ago. I spent the past four years growing these businesses, making all these products, mm-hmm. honing in on my strengths. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are my strengths? Creation. How can I create things more? How can I take the strengths of my personality, the funny shit, mm-hmm. blah, 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 and keep exploiting that? Mm-hmm. How can I get better at bodybuilding? Well, let me bring up my my uh, strengths more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And I kept neglecting my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Like I shouldn't allow these things to ha- to happen to me, yeah. but I did. We also, something that, you know, you and I both have to look out for internal health, right? A lot of things go into the exposure of bodybuilding and whatnot. And every single time there's a tick or there's something that makes you feel angry we have a very negative internal response. You know, cortisol is going to shoot up, blood pressure is going to rise. When you become extremely emotionally controlled and you're always riding that midline, you're constantly even keel. Like after I lost, right? Game, I needed five minutes. Yeah. I needed five minutes and I was like, you know what? I'm fucking good. That doesn't mean I didn't cry after. I cried up until Wednesday. Like, you know, a little bit here and there. It's not like I'm bawling my eyes out. There was just times tears came out. It Mm -hmm. means something to you. You don't do this for nothing, right? right? When you lose that emotional control, your heart undergoes so much stress. It starts pounding, pounding, I can feel it, yeah. You know, Phil Viz said something last week that's really stuck and resonating with me. Our hearts have a predisposed ticker on them. This is how many you get. Mm. We have no control over. We can't extend it. We have no control over when it hits. We don't know what that ticker's at. You take things like Adderall, like Clembuterol, like caffeine abuse, things like it's getting you closer to that ticker. Sometimes we need to use those things to achieve our goals. Ross and I don't bodybuild to be 90 years old. We bodybuild to like be here you know, now and have a really good time. But think about every time you feel anxiety, anxiousness, anything you like, you get angry, your heart's pounding. Mm-hmm. Are we really going to kill ourselves sooner than we already are? Every single one of us, every one of you listening to this, you have, an, your heart isn't just going to like go forever. Now, if something happens, you know, before your heart gives out or whatever, that's a different story. This is what your heart has the capacity for. And all of us have something different. You are speeding up your death 
by literally not having emotional control. Mm-hmm. So I'm proud of you figuring that out. I had to go through that a really hard way. And now a lot of you might notice like Megan and I are best friends, right? Where'd that come from? Uh, because we both went under a lot of growth and have extreme emotional control to have vulnerable conversations, extreme communication to be able to get on the same page and move things forward, you know, within what our relationship is. The greatest strength you can have is constantly staying in control where you ride that midline, nothing messes with you. And you getting to that point, when you get to that point, it's kind of like, call it, that's kind of the unfuckwithable point. Dude, I could get in, I could get smashed rear-ended right now on the way home, and I'm going to honestly get out the car, and I'll be chill as fuck. I'll be like, dude, it happens. Like, I hope you're having, like, a good day outside of this. Like, it's all good. Let's just get it configured. Being at complete zen, I don't watch the news. Mm-hmm. I stopped watching sports outside of Ohio State football, to be honest with you. I stay off socials. I just work. You said your mastery is creativity. My mastery is physiology, coaching, and education. Everything that's not that, there's not a single thing in any of my companies that I do. That's not one of those three things. As an entrepreneur, your greatest skill set is maximizing what you are good at. But you didn't used to have resources to be able to do that. Right. Talk about that. How You had to learn the ins and outs of business from a hard perspective. You fucked everything up. Multiple times. Okay, so... How did you get to the point, not financially, how did you get to a point of this is what gets delegated first? What did you do pre-delegation? Because a lot of these people are going to be holding back on their amazing ideas because they suck at X, Y, or Z website, for example. How did you become proficient enough to get your business to a place you had financial resources to afford help? Well, this is a tough question. We did everything ourselves before partnering up with Tony and Steven. Everything. It was only you two? Yeah. It was only you and Elaine at that point? doing everything. No shit. Yeah. Um, Wasted so much time and money trying to do it that way. And uh, we, same realization concept. We got to a point and we said, we can't even manage our finances because we are cooking all day. Or we're so focused... Like the, the sales keep coming in to the point where we can't even do anything required to manage the sales because mm-hmm. all we're doing is fulfilling those orders. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you know, we reflected personally and um, financially and business-wise, and I told Tony and Steven, I am a – what I need is I need you guys to be the – bumpers on a bowling alley i'm gonna throw this fuck (laughs) i'm gonna throw this ball as hard as i can yeah don't let me get a gutter got it yeah so i need these and i think everyone does yeah if you have a strength you're an entrepreneur you're um we'll use football Mm -hmm. if you're a top quarterback Mm -hmm. you need someone to guide you Mm -hmm. so that way you don't sabotage everything i don't think a lot of people and you actually talked about this on this podcast or the other one. Mm-hmm. I need help. Yeah. Okay. That's hard to say. Yes. That's hard to say. But is it harder than accepting the help? Okay. Because what you said is everyone knows they need help. 
Yeah. But when they say, oh, this is going to cost you $50,000 yeah. in 40% of your business, yeah. you yeah. have to leave everything. Yeah. And I will help you, but mm -hmm. this is what it's going to cost. Mm -hmm. And you're going to say, well, I can hate my life and be stressed as fuck all day mm -hmm. and make $100,000 a year, mm -hmm. or I can let go of some of this stuff, mm -hmm. take the risk, partner up, facilitate, delegate, et cetera, and make 300,000. Yep. But it's going to have to, it's going to, I've got to accept this reality that I need help and I want help. Mm -hmm. And a litmus test for the listeners here right now. Uh, Cause when you put it that way, it's yeah, it's, it's pretty well put. Would you give up 40% of the income you're making right now to not have any stressors? And it's also, it's easy to play with someone else's chips, right? Cause you're just sitting there in the car listening to this and it's like, I not have any stress. I for no, I'm talking. You stop at the next red light. Someone hops in your car and they're like 40% and every problem you have right now that is not personal is taken care of. Yep. Would you act? Most of you are going to say, yeah. And you would not actually pull that trigger. And with coaching. So yeah. they, they help me with coaching too. Yeah. You know, I will, we'll speak to other people possible coaches mm -hmm. and it's like okay let's just use the arbitrary number hundred dollars a month mm -hmm. okay well you're gonna lose 25 percent right mm -hmm. off the bat so 75 mm -hmm. that's not even including taxes mm -hmm. so maybe 60 yeah. out of every hundred yeah. you're keeping but everything's taken care of mm -hmm. and what are we what have we been talking about this whole time mastering the mastery yeah you give me 40 percent, and i will allow you to be the best master you can be yeah which means you'll be able to make tenfold just by giving up that 40%. Exactly. Because you're not focusing on billing, collecting, managing the website, shipping, customer complaints, disputes, everything. You're focusing on what you're good at, which is coaching, mm -hmm. which it will in turn allow you to have more success, more health, more freedom, more financial freedom, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Creative freedom. Yes. So mastery of, uh, of your craft. I used to talk a lot about, well, you know, if you're passionate about it, all right. I don't know your thoughts on it. Loki, I've, I've come around to like, fuck passion. Um, passion's dope, right? Passion's super cool. What's, what's your definition of passion? What do you wake up in the morning and tick for? What truly, what drives you to wake up? Some people's passion is like their family, you know, their kids, their wife, their husband, whatever it is. What are you really just insanely good at? Ross, it's not like this guy was like passionate about sauces. He was passionate about creating things. He was passionate about trying things. I have a similar situation as you, like you were like mixing your mom's shampoos and whatnot. I would be out and I would see an extremely like large or muscular person. And I would just be completely amazed by them. I was as young as my parents can remember. And I was like picking up muscle and fitness and, and think at, at the store, like trying to get them and like, or they'd give me it when I walked in and I'd like look at it throughout the store and stuff like that. Like, dude, I was trying to learn shit at nine years old. Mm -hmm. That's not normal. Like that's what makes me tick is just the human body. And honestly, bodybuilding as a whole, I, I love bodybuilding. I know you love bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. Like I love this shit. But your income isn't really from bodybuilding. Your income is from food products. Would you say food products a passion of yours now? Or it's just a, the creativity? I would say food is in general. Food, food, 
Foods be, become one or has always been one? Has always been one. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. It's been, it's shift though. Okay. For 25 years, it was focused on consuming food. Yeah. Now it's, I don't really give a shit what I'm eating. Yeah. I want to create everything that I've enjoyed yeah. the past 25 years. I want to to reinvent it yep. and innovate what I've loved yeah. for so long. Yeah. And the, the what's ticks is when I have something in my brain and I take an idea, something yeah. that is not physical, it's not matter, and I make it matter. Yep. So like the bowl of gains, I had this thought. Where'd this come from? Um, so my first rule of business is analyze the competition. Yeah. So I know you do it. Yeah. Everyone successful does it. Yeah. And it's not a disrespectful or negative thing. No. But like for football, you have to analyze the competition. Mm -hmm. What are they doing? I have to understand what they're doing. I know I can be better, but in order to be better, I need to understand what they're doing mm -hmm. to make me stand out as a coach or a football player or a creator. Um, so where did the bowl of gains come from? Mm -hmm. We're just running, jumping yeah. right into that. Yeah. I came up with my own recipe for dirty ass store-bought cream of rice. Yeah. And I was like, this is the best thing of my day. Really? With the shittiest ingredients. Yep. And every time I made it for someone, they were like, this is the fucking shit. No way. And then I... um was like, how can I make this so unfuckable with? Yeah. Like, no matter who is going to be my competition, they are not going to be able to touch me. Yeah. I want to dominate this. Yeah. I want to take over this industry. I want to be the goddamn Lamborghini yep. of this fucking rice. Yeah. Like you, if you if you can only afford a Camry, nothing's wrong with a Camry. Yep. I drive a Camry. Yep. But I want to make a Lamborghini. Yep. And I want to drive a Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. And I want the people that enjoy Lamborghinis yep. to obsess over my Lamborghini. Yep. I um, love that. Uh, so it just came down to analyzing what I was on the market, yep. what I didn't like about it objectively. Okay. So I tried to everything in my life. I try to objectively find the truth. Yeah. Not an opinion. Yeah. So you may like something. You may like Little Caesars. Yeah. Pizza. No, it's shame on little Caesars. But if I dissect little Caesars, this is why it sucks. Yeah. Because of this, 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 the technique of this, of this, the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I'm going to take that and apply it to a new product. Okay. Because objectively, I know if you taste my my product and you like that, you're going to love this. Yeah. Side tangent. This applies to every single thing that I've created with Gaines Bakery, with Flavor Gang, with some teasers that I'll tell you after the story. Mm -hmm. I always talk about this. There was one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. Other uh, than Grow or Die. Other than Grow or Die. <laughs> um, sorry, not the podcast, an episode. Okay. Joe Rogan mm -hmm. with an uh, North Korean, I forget the term, she escaped North Korea. Okay. Have you ever seen this one? What? No. It's an, a fascinating story. I, I have you need to, to get this. You one. need to yeah. watch it three times. Yeah. This girl was born and raised in Korea until maybe 18. Okay. Now this is the thing. She was a, basically a dog in the cage in a kennel her whole life. So she, it's as mind blowing to even think about this. She only knows the cage. She doesn't know what a sky is. The dog in this case, yeah, she yeah, doesn't yeah. know anything. She doesn't know what an iPhone is. Yeah. She doesn't know what a basketball is. 
shoes, nothing. So her diet consisted of grasshoppers, crickets, pine cones, grass, insects. This is their norm. Okay. This is their norm. And every year they had one chicken on their farm in North Korea because they controlled everything. Yeah. Um, they were allowed one egg. <laughs> so this is the sacred hard boiled egg once a year. So her top thing in her life, food wise, was a fucking hard boiled oh egg. Oh my okay? God. So you're thinking about all the stuff we eat. Oh, go to uh, J Prime and get a yep. $600 Tomahawk steak. I was at J Prime last night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's like our shit or yeah. a Wagyu yeah. $1,800 fucking steak. Yeah. This is, that's that. Okay. Yeah. Well, hers was a hard boiled <laughs> egg. Okay. So everything you like in your life has perspective, has context. Yeah. So people may like a product. They may like a coach Mm -hmm. until they hire Justin Mahaley. Now, people's hard-boiled eggs could be a Camry. Yeah. Have you ever driven a C8 Corvette? (laughs) You have no idea what you're fucking- Yeah, a lot different. Yeah. So anyways, to finish the story up, she escapes from North Korea to South Korea. Okay. And she is just bombarded with everything because it's a totally different world. Yeah. And the only thing she knows is hard-boiled eggs. That's her delicacy is hard-boiled eggs. So she doesn't know how her body can't tolerate any of the food. She doesn't know what anything is. She just eats and binges on hard boiled eggs. Oh it's so my funny. God. It's so funny. So now she can have a limited hard boiled eggs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so when I approach a product, product, I say, okay, so we're coming out with coffee. Everyone loves, I'm not gonna leave their name, but a popular chain. Yeah. Objectively, I can take a cup of this and a cup of this blindfolded and say, this is crap and this is amazing. Yeah. Objectively. Yeah. Because of X, Y, Z. So, teaser alert, I'm coming out with a new company, new yeah. line of functional foods. Okay. One of them is going to be called Dough Good. Okay. It's amazing. I can't Justin, wait. It is a super duper low calorie cookie dough. When um, do I get to try it? I can bring you a sample. I love that. Elena has been eating, I think she's on jar 10. Oh boy. <laughs> it's it's Let's really go. good. Let's um, go. So that's that's what I've been working on. And just to go off a side tangent about failing, yeah. had this idea, analyzed the competition, figured out what the competition was doing. Yeah. Put my idea on paper, read out some, wrote out some mock recipes, yeah. trials, made them, all the everything's measured out, sample them, taste them, get feedback, make notes. Hey, I need to up this, lower this, maybe mix this in later, et cetera, work on the the process Mm -hmm. another round of samples tested out to everyone feedback repeat 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 this could be i think i want uh, like eight to ten trials wow just to get the end result yeah and i'm not afraid to fail and how long is this process taken from the idea to right now um well this one was rather quick because i'm i'm i was able to i mean this is everything we're talking about is full circle yeah Removing the stressors yeah. allowed me to focus on what I'm good at creating. Yeah. If I'm not able to create and thinking about emails or stress in my life, then this product project could have taken three more months mm-hmm. and not have been what it is now. Yeah. So, uh, what was your fucking question? <laughs> How long it took oh, okay. from the from the idea concept to like right now ten eight eight or ten failures? Yeah, later. I would say this one, this particular one, maybe three weeks. Okay, so relatively that's quick. fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fast. Um, well, now the next product project, or sorry, next hurdle is to get this one jar. Yeah. How can I replicate this one jar into ten thousand jars? Because you guys make everything. 
I am not going to be making this one. Though. I think that's, yeah. That's, I need to scale yeah. and have someone else make it for me. Understood. And that's a whole other animal. Yeah. Because now I'm dealing with their rules, so. Yeah. So there's something I want to say to wrap this up. And you've noticed it throughout this entire conversation. I really want to have you back on here. I would love, I would to, love to make things. Be, yeah. This, there's a lot of valuable stuff in here that's been talked about. We have, I like I told you in text before, I knew we'd just start talking, like flowing. <sighs> There is going to be a ridiculous amount of trial and error in whatever it is you want to do. Ross was able to find extreme success. And I was able to find extreme success with analyzing the competition. I, I knew my product, okay? I knew my product was good. What sets it apart? Ross knew his product was good. He made it for enough people with just generic store-bought cream of rice. And that doesn't mean, just because you have a good product, that means nothing. You know how many hundreds and thousands or millions of people have good products that they just make at home only themselves and don't actually capitalize on it? You want to be an entrepreneur. Let's say you're a competitive bodybuilder already, like a real competitive bodybuilder already. In our last podcast, I talked about this. You have the discipline to do anything. You can get shredded glutes for a show. You can truly get in contest shape. I truly believe you have the discipline to do anything possible. That discipline is going to have to apply to this craft. Your product is good. All of the competition is currently making money on your product. You have to take every single one of them. You need to get the actual physical product in your hands. You need to configure what did they do wrong from the website, mm -hmm. customer relations, shipping, product integrity, and its shelf life, if it's something that that applies to. Every system process flow from the time you type in their website or even how you find that company to the time that you say it's a food product, take a bite of it, or the time you get the deliverable, there's things that they're doing wrong. There's things Ross is doing wrong. But to them, it's right. It's working. It's, it's proper, right? You want to be an entrepreneur, you have to take your product and fix all the wrongs of all of those companies and pour that into your product. But you have to assume someone's going to come along somewhere along the way oh, and I you're was, the next, yep. you're their target. There's someone bigger and better. There's always. someone that's going to come out and the bowl of gains is doing something wrong or flavor gains and I'm going to try to fix it, right? Yep. So you have to constantly assess what you're doing, your system process flow. You have to constantly invest and level up like Ross did, like I do within my companies to delegate because what Ross was doing wrong, too high stress, not enough creative outlet. Now it's all removed and Ross is fucking taken off again. So you want to be a successful entrepreneur. There's two things. Number one, you need to understand your product from a market approach not an individual product approach. You know how many other people make delicious cream of rice in their houses that don't make any money on it? Number two, you got to remove all the stress so that your brain can do what it's good at. I make this product really well, or I do this thing really well. If it does not pertain to growing this thing, it can't be part of your life. Episode 233, I'll see you guys next time.